Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson. Welcome to the Jeff Dean Show from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 a.m., 104.9 FM, ESPNTucson.com, and the ESPN Tucson mobile app. Yes, as you can tell, I am not Jeff. Unfortunately, I don't have the sweet, silky voice of Barry White like Mr. One Jeff Dean. But I promise you we're going to have lots of fun today over the next couple of hours. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning. It's just I find it funny. And listen, I have no problem filling in for a colleague, especially a guy like Jeff, because he's a great dude, um, has always been so kind to me, and is just a fantastic teammate here with us on ESPN Tucson. But I find it funny that Jeff takes, out of all the days off this week, that Jeff is off on Cinco de Mayo. I just, I just, I think it's so weird, man. I, I Listen, I'm not saying that Jeff is playing hooky, but out of all the days, Cinco de Mayo but as they say, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Uh, I don't know. Jeff is um, Jeff is dealing with with some other important things right now. But he'll be back in the captain's chair tomorrow morning from seven to nine a.m. here on ESPN Tucson. And if you want to join the show, call in at seven one nine fourteen ninety seven one nine one four nine zero. That's the phone number. We're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. Uh, we have a full lineup of guests at seven forty. Very excited and honored to have an Arizona sports radio legend join us at 740. John Gambadoro from Burns and Gambo, weekday afternoons on 98.7 Arizona Sports in Phoenix. Gambo is so kind enough to join us this morning at 740. We're going to talk about last night's Game 2 at the Footprint Center between the Suns Mavericks. I might even ask him, um, about the Arizona Diamondbacks and how they've been rolling, maybe some Arizona Cardinals talk. And then if we have some time, I'll ask him about this weekend's UFC fights that's taking place in Phoenix. Um, so I'm very pumped to have Gambo come on the show. Uh, he's a guy that I've looked up to, uh, you know, growing up here in Arizona, longtime sports radio host in the Valley, and just an overall just good dude, a guy who – uh, gives back to his community and a guy who loves to be in Arizona and a guy who's very passionate about his job. So uh, to have a chance to have a guy like that join us, um, I'm very honored. So I can't wait to get Gambo on at 740. Then in the 8 o'clock hour, again, it's so weird because I'm so used to hosting the afternoon show. So we have 3, the 4, and the 5 o'clock hour. But in the 8 a.m. hour, very pumped to have Kevin Guy, Arizona Rattlers head coach, and Tucson Sugar Skulls co-owner. Uh, IFL is happening in Tucson this weekend, and it's probably the game of the year for the Tucson Sugar Skulls because they're hosting the Arizona Rattlers. It's Mother's Day weekend, and speaking of which, the Tucson Sugar Skulls are actually um, having discounted ticket prices. $15 for anybody to sit anywhere. Like, tickets are just $15 flat, and it's against the undefeated Arizona Rattlers. So uh, they're expecting to pack the place at Tucson Arena this Saturday evening 
at uh, 6 o'clock. But, man, the Arizona Rattlers are rolling right now. They're actually the top team in the IFL. They're currently undefeated, and the Sugar Skulls have never beaten the Rattlers in franchise history. They're 0-7, 0-7 against the Arizona Rattlers. But the Sugar Skulls have won two games in a row, and uh, they've definitely got a little bit of momentum going into this Saturday. So this Saturday's game is going to be a good one. We have the Arizona Rattlers head coach, Kevin Guy, who's also the co-owner of the Tucson Sugar Skulls. But this week, he's just strictly Arizona Rattlers head coach, Kevin Guy. But Kevin will join us at 825, and then right after KG, Mike Luke from PHNX uh, used to – you know, if you if you have heard that name before, Mike Luke used to host afternoons right here in Tucson, Arizona. But man, he's got his own platform on PHNX, hosting the PHNX Wildcats podcast, and the, he does a fantastic job with that show and getting great guests. He had Harvey Mason on his podcast most recently, and Mike Luke is just a, a great dude, and I'm very excited to have him coming on the show to talk, talk about the. Excuse me. Talk about the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, Jet Fish celebrating his birthday today. I, I think it's funny that Jet Fish, uh, as Arizona's football head coach, and his birthday is on Cinco de Mayo. Very fitting being here in Tucson, Arizona. But how has Jet Fish turned around the Arizona Wildcats football program? We'll ask Mike Luke that coming up at 8:40, and then we'll get his thoughts on preseason projections for the Arizona Wildcats basketball team. And then since today is Thursday, we'll do a little Throwback Thursday segment looking back on what happened today in sports history at the end of this hour. And then to end the show, we'll give a big old shout-out to my guy, Dusty Baker, um, just a a great manager uh, for the Texas Rangers. But, all right, we have jam-packed two hours today. Again, if you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is that phone number. Let us know what you think about the Phoenix Suns and their win over the Dallas Mavericks, which leads us to the top three headlines heading into today. One. One. Top headline, like I just said, the Phoenix Suns beating the Dallas Mavericks last night, and it was a very close game. Like, I got to give it up to the Dallas Mavericks uh, for how they came in and just fought, but it was 78-78 with just a few minutes left in the third quarter. And I'm like, man, Dallas is actually kind of surprising me right now. I mean, let's see how they can hold up in the fourth quarter. But ever since, it was 78-78 with 3.45 left in the third quarter. The Phoenix Suns ended the game by outscoring the Dallas Mavericks 51-30 to and then taking a 2-0 series lead. Now, important stats from last night's game. Devin Booker poured in a game-high uh, 30 points and looked fantastic. Uh, Chris Paul also had a, a brilliant game, uh, having 14 points in the in the fourth quarter. And like this is why the Suns are an NBA or favorite to win the NBA championship is because they're now at a point where they just know how to finish games. I mean, they get into these tight ball games, and then they just flip a switch. They get into fifth gear, and very few teams. You'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that can defend the Phoenix Suns when they're playing at their best, and that was on display uh, last night in that fourth quarter. DeAndre Ayton, I was saying, I was clamoring during yesterday's Spears and Ali that the Phoenix Suns need to ride the shoulders of DeAndre Ayton, and D.A. actually had uh, you know somewhat of a quiet game. It was mostly Chris Paul, Devin Booker, all the role players 
uh, just thriving. I thought Jay Crowder, you know, had a very impressive game. Uh, one of his best in the playoffs. He had 15 points on four for seven shooting and three of five from three point range, and he also added in uh, seven rebounds as well. Jay Crowder played fantastic. Uh, Mikael Bridges, five for six from the field, also had 11 points, six assists, and a couple of steals. Meanwhile, yeah, DeAndre Ayton, where I was saying if they want to sweep or even win this series in five games, DA has got to put up like 28 and 13 and 14. DeAndre Ayton had nine points and three rebounds last night. To his standards, a very pedestrian game for DeAndre Ayton, but you look at Chris Paul adding 28 points and Devin Booker putting up 30 points. And, I mean, that was a winning recipe for the Phoenix Suns last night. And late in that game, the Dallas Mavericks just looked completely lost out there. Uh, Devin Booker was just getting picked apart. Or not Devin Booker, excuse me, Luka Doncic was getting picked apart uh, by Chris Paul. And the pretty much the, the final stamp to the win was when Chris Paul uh, gets around Luka Doncic with a crossover and then draws the end one. And Luka like, just throws up his hands like he doesn't know what to do. And Chris Paul, being the point god that he is, uh, was the veteran that stepped up and answered the bell for the Phoenix Suns. So uh, Suns had a very impressive fourth quarter, putting up 40 points. Uh, They now take a 2-0 series lead. But uh, notable stats uh, from the Phoenix Suns uh, game two and how they're looking this series. This is all according to StatMuse. Devin Booker finishing the night with 30 points on 11 for 19 from the field. 5-for-8 from three-point range. He moves to third in 30-point playoff games in in Suns history. That's his 12th one. Luka Doncic is now 1-9 against Chris Paul in his career. Uh, So Luka not looking uh, so great against Chris Paul. And the Suns have actually won uh, nine straight games over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, The last time the Suns lost to Dallas was in 2019. Also, Chris Paul is shooting 63.8% in the fourth quarter of this playoffs. Um, So that's, again, Chris Paul, the veteran point guard on the Phoenix Suns, is just every single time the fourth quarter comes, he just turns into that guy. The Suns are also, um, they as a team last night, they shot 65% from the field, 52% from three-point range, and 86% from the free-throw line. They have shot 50% in eight straight games. Their 65% from the field is a franchise playoff best. And then Chris Paul, obviously 28 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Like I said, he scored or assisted on the first 19 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, So Chris Paul was just absolutely everything uh, for the Phoenix Suns, and they take a 2-0 series lead. And I was talking with some buddies last night who were also, um, who were also, like I'm a freaking Phoenix Suns fan, um, they're diehard Phoenix Suns fan, and they kind of got on me yesterday uh, when I said that, you know, this series might come back to Phoenix. Like, I'll give the Dallas Mavericks one game. I really think that if Scott Foster, the ultimate villain for Chris Paul as a referee, uh, if he's officiating that game on Friday or this weekend, then I could see the Dallas Mavericks taking one game and having it go five and coming back to Phoenix. But in no way are the Phoenix Suns going to lose this series. The only way they're going to lose a game is because of officiating. And officiating was porous last night. I mean, that was some of the worst calls I have ever seen in an NBA playoff game. Just a basketball game, period. And listen, I'm not the the one to really jump on the refs. Like, I hate when people say, oh, we lost that game uh, because of officiating. 
I mean, no, you lost that game because you put yourself in position to lose the game. I'm not really one to call for referees, but the way that the referees looked in last night's game, I just shook my head at so many calls, especially there was a a sequence where the Phoenix Suns got called for three consecutive offensive fouls. And it just completely killed all momentum or any pace of the game. And a big shout-out to my colleague, Gerald Bourget, uh, who does a great job covering the Phoenix Suns for PHNX. He tweeted yesterday that in 36 minutes of game action, 36 minutes, 43 fouls were called. So we're averaging a little over a foul every single minute. Like that just that just really it disrupts the the momentum, it disrupts the the pace and it's just so hard to watch. And that's not playoff basketball. So I really hope, you know, the 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 refs allow these guys to play physical, not get too dirty like we saw with the Memphis Golden State game, but calling these ticky-tack fouls, man, it's just it's really hard to watch and for a few minutes there, uh, last night's game was brutal. But oh, at the end of the day, the Phoenix Suns, they get the win. They take a 2-0 series lead. Now they go to Dallas. Let's see what they can do in games three and four. All right, let's uh, move along to headline number two. 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 Second headline for today, how about those Arizona Diamondbacks? ESPN Tucson is your home of Diamondbacks baseball. And if you've been paying attention to the D-backs or listening to uh, their broadcasts in Miami over the last few games, you're a pretty happy camper because the D-backs just swept the Miami Marlins. They've now won seven out of the last nine games. And the D-backs, i got to give them a little tip of the cap, man. They're rolling right now. Now, with that being said, they got off to such a bad start, and they're playing in a tough division, right? The NL West is, is absolutely brutal with the Dodgers, of course, at the top, and then you have uh, the San Diego Padres not far behind. But the NL West currently stands with the Arizona Diamondbacks as the last place team. But hey, they're thirteen and thirteen. Did, I did not think at any point this season, especially with the way the season started, because the bats for the Arizona Diamondbacks collectively they had the worst batting average in Major League Baseball. I think they had like a like a one twenty five uh, batting average through like the first like three series of the season. They were absolutely terrible. But the Arizona Diamondbacks, I said that, okay, with a, a season that they had last year, there's no way that they're going to have a 500 record or even a winning record at, at any point this season. And lo and behold, here we are 26 games in, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are 13-13. and 13. They won seven out of the last nine games. Um, it's, it's impressive. Now, with that being said, you got the Colorado Rockies, starting tomorrow at Chase Field. And then you also have the Miami Marlins coming back for a Monday through Wednesday series at Chase Field. And then you got to play the Chicago Cubs at home. And then this is where it really gets interesting. you got a, a four-game road trip against Los Angeles, another four-game road trip against the Cubs, and then a two-game series against the Kansas City Royals, and then another four-game series to against the L.A. Dodgers. And then another another series against the Atlanta Braves. That's a really tough stretch in the month of May. So for the Diamondbacks, you got to get the wins when you can, and they're definitely getting them right now. But it was so weird watching that game last night uh, or yesterday because Madison Bumgarner got ejected, and it was only his second ejection 
of his entire career, the previous one coming from the 2018 season, he gets ejected because the first base umpire comes over and is checking his hand like, hey, okay, you gave up a home run to start the game, then you retire the next three batters. Something's up. Let me check your hand, see if you got that spider tack stuff. And the, the umpire is, like, massaging his hand and, like, checking to see if he's got the stuff, but he's not even looking at his hand. He's looking just directly into Madison Bumgarner's eyes. And it looked like they were having a moment. And then all of a sudden, Madison Bumgarner's like, what are you doing, man? Like, like get, get off me. And then they exchange some words, and then the umpire throws out Madison Bumgarner. Uh, and I honestly feel for Mad Bum because the way that they checked the Miami Marlins pitcher, the hand, it was like they just quickly scanned it, wiped it, and was like, okay, you're good. See ya. With Mad Bum, they were like, hold on, let me massage your hand by not actually looking at your hand. I'm going to evaluate your hand here for about 30 seconds, and I'm going to rub it, but um, I'm not going to actually look at it. I'm just going to look right into your eyes. It was a weird moment, uh, probably one of the most bizarre moments I've ever seen on a baseball field. But, hey, the D-backs, they get the win, beating the Miami Marlins 8-7, to and now they come back and face the Colorado Rockies Friday through Sunday. Uh, first pitch against the Rockies in Game 1 is set for tomorrow at 640. All right, let's quickly go to headline number three. 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 Our third headline for today, the Arizona Cardinals announced that they are playing the San Francisco 49ers Week 11, which is November 21st, and they're doing it in Mexico City. So the international game for the Arizona Cardinals will be in Mexico City at Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. And uh, if you remember, the Arizona Cardinals beat the San Francisco 49ers in 2005 in Mexico City, which was the very first international game in NFL history during the regular season. So Cardinals getting another international game uh, added to their slate. All right, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is that phone number. But coming up next, today is Arizona football coaches, uh, or Arizona football coach Jed Fish. He's It's his birthday today. We're going to wish Coach Fish a happy birthday. But more importantly, we're going to look back on the entire year that it was for Coach Fish and how he's changed the direction of U of A football. Don't go anywhere. More of the Jeff Dean Show coming up next year on ESPN Radio. The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson will be right back. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Of course, we got to play some Bad Bunny on Cinco de Mayo here on ESPN Tucson. Welcome back, everyone. Hold on. Just got to let Bad Bunny do his thing here for a second. want to remind everyone that the 14th annual Meet the Chefs competition is Sunday, June 26th at Casino del Sol. The winner will compete against the legendary chef Wendy Gothier from Chef Chic at the Iron Chef competition in July. We need local chefs, though. So if you think you got the skills to compete at the highest level in the culinary arts, if you think you have what it takes to be the next Iron Chef winner, get all the information and sign up at IronChefTucson.com or ESPNTucson.com. I will say this. Nobody wants to compete 
with my bowl of cereal. I make the best bowl of cereal this side of the Mississippi. Some some Honey Nut Cheerios with some sliced up bananas. Oh, man, I might win this Iron Chef competition myself. But, um, all right, we're having fun today. As you can tell, I am not Jeff Dean. I'm host of Spears and Ali. I'm Justin Spears. One half of Spears and Ali weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on ESPN Tucson. I'm filling in for the Dean, but Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. He'll be right here in the captain's chair. But I'm happy to be with you all on this Cinco de Mayo morning. And today is also the birthday of Arizona football head coach Jed Fish. And Jed Fish is a guy who is very beloved here in Tucson, Arizona in his short time, even though he's only won one game. That's the, like that's the thing that's so just mind blowing to me is that like you ask anybody about Jet Fish and if you want to express your feelings about Jet Fish and what he's done with the Arizona football program, feel free uh, to call in at seven one nine one four nine zero seven one nine one fourteen ninety because I think the fact that he's only won one game but he is so beloved here in Tucson says it all about how much he's put into the Arizona football program and. I remember when Jet Fish was first hired as head coach. It was December of 2020. It was a couple days before Christmas, and Arizona had just fired Kevin Sumlin. And I remember like the the current state of the program. It was uh, it was rock bottom. Like nobody wanted to touch the Arizona football program with a hundred foot pole. They weren't getting any recruits. Guys were leaving left and right, entering the transfer portal. Like, Arizona was essentially at ground zero when they fired Kevin Sumlin. And I remember sitting in the press box during that Territorial Cup game when Arizona lost 70-7 to at home in Tucson. There weren't any fans in the stadium because it was during the COVID year, and Arizona was just a bad football team. They finished that, that condensed season 0-5. But I sat there going into that Territorial Cup game. And I said, it doesn't matter what the result is because Arizona's going to retain Kevin Sumlin. He's going to be the head coach for the 2021 season because how can you justify firing a guy and then paying him $7.5 million to go away when you furloughed and laid off a bunch of employees in the athletic department? A lot of great people lost their jobs working for Arizona Athletics because of the financial complications due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And so a lot of people were without jobs, but then you're going to turn around and fire Kevin or fire Kevin Sumlin and give him a $7.5 million payout. How could you justify that? So I said there's no way that they're going to fire Kevin Sumlin because you can't explain that. Well, Dave Hickey's like, well, Justin, that's why you host radio shows and you're not an athletic director because I could find ways to do it. And they did it. And they fired Kevin Sumlin – and when, okay, going back to that night, I didn't think that they were going to fire Kevin Sumlin. Then they lost 70-7, to and I'm like looking at Kevin Sumlin like, man, that is a dead man walking. That guy is going to get fired either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. He's not even going to have his morning coffee before getting that phone call from Dave Hickey saying that he's been let go as Arizona's head coach. He gets fired. And I'm like, okay, what's going to happen with the, with the state of the program? Because now season ticket holders are canceling their tickets. Nobody wants to be a part of the program, and guys are leaving. They need a miracle. They need to hire a guy that's just going to come in and literally just throw himself 
into this program and get it off the ground. And Jet Fish was hired. The quarterback's coach from the New England Patriots. Who the hell is Jet Fish? I have no idea about, about this guy. I actually had a list of candidates of coaches that could replace Kevin Sumlin as head coach, and Jet Fish wasn't even 100 miles on my radar. And the next thing you know, rumors swirl that Jet Fish is being interviewed by the University of Arizona. So I start to look into this guy. Wait a second, he's never been a head coach. He's been a journeyman assistant. Yeah, he's been under the tutelage of Brian Billick, Mike Shanahan, Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll. Like He's been around some great coaches, but is he capable of leading a program like the University of Arizona? Because this is a 24-7, 365-day job. And honestly, I think that's one thing that Kevin Sumlin didn't quite get about Arizona. He thought that his reputation being at Texas A&M, oh, I'm the guy who coached Johnny Menzel. We had great success at Texas A&M. Just my name alone is going to get guys in, and we're going to start winning some football games. He didn't work around the clock like Jed Fish and his staff. And that, speaking of which, that's one thing that Jed Fish did a fantastic job with, is as soon as he got hired, well, again, a lot of, not a lot of people knew about him, but we were curious about what he was going to do with his staff. Then he hires Chuck Cecil, Ricky Hundley, to work with the defense. Then he, uh, then he goes out and gets... Jordan Powell, tight ends coach, who's got West Coast connections. Dwayne Walker, who's been a longtime coach, not only in college football, but also in the NFL. He goes out and gets Brennan Carroll to be the offensive coordinator, who's got NFL experience. His staff that he assembled all have NFL experience. And then Jed Fish comes in and says, okay, we're going to make this kind of like a pro-style environment, and we're, we need to start turning the direction of how – we pump out players in this program. We need to start getting some more NFL players. And by doing that, we need to come in and get some NFL coaches. They did that. Then they go out on the recruiting trail, throw everything out there to get the right players in Tucson, Arizona. And after going 1-11 in 2021, he signs arguably the best recruiting class in Arizona football history by going out and getting guys from the Trinity League in Southern California, from Anaheim Servite, from Modern Day, from St. John Bosco. And to, to put the cherry on top of all that with the, the, the high-level recruiting class, he got T-Mac, Tetaro McMillan, a five-star wide receiver who probably wouldn't even give Arizona a sniff if anybody else was head coach. Like if Kevin Summer was head coach, T-Mac is getting the Arizona letter in the mail and just throwing it away. And his focus is on USC and Oregon. But they got T-Mac with persistence and commitment. They were able to flip T-Mac from Oregon to Arizona. Now, Mario Cristobal had to leave his job from Oregon to Miami in order for that to happen. But yet, the fact that they still convinced T-Mac, I think, shows how much Jed Fish has really turned around the tune of this program. Guys, when they talk about Arizona right now, it's no longer a program that's in the dumps. It's no longer a program that's at rock bottom. It's a program that's currently at level one, level two. And you're going to start to see this season or next year, Arizona football kind of get back to its old ways. And by going back to its old ways, I'm talking about consistently getting to bowl games, consistently being a Pac-12 team. That's going to be a tough out year in and year out. You know, one thing about Mike Stoops that I loved about him was that even though 
they had seasons where they went four and eight, five and seven. They always had that win where they had a top ten win at home, where they beat a high profile opponent at Arizona Stadium. That's what the Wildcats need to get back to. Being a respectable opponent in the Pac-12 Conference because USC is getting better. Oregon is obviously going to be there. And I think that Arizona, now with the the direction of Jed Fish, the Wildcats are going to be pretty damn good here very soon. So I know that it's been really rough over the last few years for Arizona football. But now with a recruiting class, which ranks currently third in the Pac-12, and and a quarterback in Pac-12 freshman year in Jaden Delora transferring to Arizona, good things are happening for the University of Arizona football program, and a big part of it is uh, actually a huge part of it. Like, If not, the big part of it is because of Jed Fish and what he's been able to do in his year-plus as head coach of the University of Arizona. So Jed Fish celebrating his birthday today on Cinco de Mayo. Just had to take a little recap of what he's been able to accomplish this past year. I hope uh, he's definitely got some margaritas or uh, some sort of uh, adult beverages in the works this evening because he definitely deserves it. All right, coming up next on the Jeff Dean Show. I almost messed up and said my afternoon show, but coming up next on the Jeff Dean Show, we're going to hear from John Gambador, host of Burns and Gambo weekday afternoons in Phoenix. He's going to give us a little recap of game two of Suns Mavericks, and we'll also talk some Diamondbacks with him coming up next here on ESPN Tucson. Hey, fight fans, meet MMA legend Henry Cejudo this Saturday at FanDuel Sportsbook inside the Footprint Center. Just stop by between 4.30 and 6.30 p.m., and once you're there, enter for a chance to win two tickets to UFC 274 and see my boy Justin Gaethje win the lightweight belt back once again, this time from champion Charles Oliveira plus other great prizes on hand. If you've never been to the Footprint Center's FanDuel Sportsbook, the retail space includes five betting windows in addition to 26 automated kiosks, a full-service bar with food options, and comfy individual seating in front of a massive 35-foot video wall with 4K monitors throughout the 7,400-square-foot facility. Or you can spend some time in the outdoors and enjoy the outdoor terrace at America's number one sportsbook, where you can still watch all the action on their 40 TVs, including Phoenix Suns basketball and the fight there this week. So don't miss your chance to meet Henry Cejudo this Saturday at the FanDuel Sportsbook inside the Footprint Center. No purchase necessary, 21 and over and present at FanDuel Sportsbook Footprint Center. Drawing takes place on 5722 at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Must be present for drawing to claim prize. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash MMA274. And if you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson will be right back. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. second round of the NBA playoffs and I'm very honored to have our next guest join us John Gambadoro 
Arizona sports talk radio legend, 98.7 Arizona Sports in Phoenix. He joins us here on ESPN Tucson. Gambo, thanks for joining us this morning. How's it going? Absolutely, Justin. You know, I had a, a, a daughter that graduated U of A medical school. She's doing her, uh, her residency right now, got her doctorate at uh, Banner University Medical Center in Tucson. So uh, I go, we go up there quite often to go see my, uh, my, my daughter. Now, I got to ask you so if you come down here to Tucson often, a lot of people have their favorite food places. So, what's your favorite restaurant to come down to eat at? You know, crazy, but I, I, I know you guys, are, I, I do like stopping at EG's and, and, oh, uh, yeah. and getting whatever the flavor of the month is. I got to be honest with you. Absolutely. I love it. Um, <laughs> I, you got to also get the ranch fries, too. If you if you're getting the EG, you got to try the ranch fries. It's it's killer. Yeah, I like uh, I, I I I do like EGs. They've got a couple of them here in the valley now. But uh, no, we always go to we always we, we always usually go to breakfast and go to dinner. But I always you know go to see her every few weeks, and she comes down here. But yeah, I've got a a kid that's a U of A medical school grad. I'm just curious, people in the valley are they going nuts for EGs, or how is it holding up up there? I don't think so. They kind of went nuts for uh, White Castle when it first came out. Yeah. A lot of Chicago people go nuts for, like, the Lou Malnati's, the, the pizza place from Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, but, I, you know, I don't, think they, I don't think they're going nuts for EGs, but I'm just glad. You know, I'm glad it's here. They got one in Gilbert, and I think they've got one somewhere else. But it's nice to see them come down to the valley. Well, I'll tell you what, people in Phoenix are going nuts for the Suns right now, especially yeah. after taking a 2-0 series lead last night. i got to ask you, you know, you've been – Covering the Phoenix Suns for a long time, it, it, it looks like this is the team to win the NBA championship. What have you seen out of the Phoenix Suns this year, and, and what do you like just about how they've been able to perform in the playoffs? Yeah, this is the best Suns team I've ever seen in all my years here, and I don't even think it's close. And that's, you know, that includes the, the seven-second or less Steve Nash, Amari Sada, Meyer, Sean Marion teams. Those teams were good. They were, they were very good. They were very talented offensively, but they were very limited defensively. I mean, you know, most of the time they only had one main defender, and that was Sean Marion, who could you know guard multiple positions. And then you throw a couple other guys in there, you know, maybe a Rajah Bell, you know, for a little bit of time, or Kurt Thomas. But this team is just this team gets after it defensively, like like that team could not do. And offensively, just the, the ball movement here. Steve Nash was great, right? Two time MVP. Man, it's 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 hard to look at Chris Paul and think that he's not better than Steve Nash. And I know Steve yeah. won two MVPs, but it is hard to look at what he does and say he's not a, a, a better player. And he gets, he gets everybody involved just as much as Steve does. He plays better defense than Steve. Steve wasn't defensive. And, uh, and boy, what, what, he, what he's able to do late in these games to close these games out is just incredible. Now, what's more significant to you? I think you probably already answered my question, but, you know, Devin Booker pouring in 30 points, looking like just classic Devin Booker, but the way Chris Paul was able to turn it on in that fourth quarter, scoring uh, 14 points, I think he actually assisted and scored on the first 19 points in the fourth quarter last night, which is phenomenal. So what was a, a bigger deal to you, the way Devin Booker played or the way Chris Paul was able to finish? Well, the Paul dominance late, I mean, just look at what he did and just the way they attacked Luca, right? I mean, I got a lot of Mavs trolls that, you know, that, that like to jump on me here. But, man, they attacked Luca all night in that fourth quarter. They went at him because he can't defend. He, right? he's, 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 Luca's an extremely talented player, but he's not athletic, right? Yeah. He's not an athletic guy. I mean, he's not going to be able to stick with anybody once they get the switch. So they, 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 went in, they hunted those switches. And when they got them, they took advantage of it. Uh, just incredible what 
Chris was able to do. It, it does go overlooked, right? I mean, the Booker, uh, I, I have that as one of my topics for today, is that, man, Book, Book had a great game. I thought the two back-to-back three-pointers he hit to start the third quarter were huge. They, I thought they were huge. They were down, and Book opens up uh, the third with a three, and then he hits another three. And then late in the fourth quarter, he hit back-to-back threes. But I don't think you could overlook the, just the one-two punch and what both of those guys were able to deliver. Uh, Paul, obviously, was, was, the, was the main player, but Book had a very, very good game. Now, is there any way that this series comes back to Phoenix? I thought that if Scott Foster is on duty for Friday's game, and we all know about the relationship with Chris Paul, that maybe there's a way that the Mavericks can squeak one game out. But I think this is going no more than five. What say you? You know, I got I got tickets for my family to go to game five, thinking that, that the Mavs would get at least one. But then you watch these two games, and you're like, just what do they have? Like, you know, yeah. they're, they're shooting well from three-point range. They just they don't have any size. I mean, you know, they benefited yesterday because there was no flow to the game. I mean, it was 28 fouls for the Suns, 26 for Dallas. There was no pace at all. JaVale was in foul trouble. D.A. was in foul trouble. Jay Crowder was in foul trouble. Cam Johnson was in foul trouble. D.A. only played 18 minutes. So the only reason that I think they hung around that game is because the the fouls. And not that the fouls put guys on the bench because the Suns have good role players, but I thought the fouls just took away any flow of the game. Nobody was in a flow. I, I don't know. I mean, your role players play better at home. Dallas, you would think they'll get one. You know, they'll get one at home. Things have to really go their way to win one, right? The Suns, yeah. not only does Dallas have to play well, the Suns almost have to play poorly for Dallas to win a game. All right, Gambo, real quick, before we let you go, I thought after 20 games in the season, there would be no way that the Arizona Diamondbacks would have a 500 record or even a winning record. But here we are. They're 13-13. and They've won seven out of the last nine games. They won in thrilling fashion yesterday. I mean, the whole Madison Bumgarner thing, I mean, that's another story. But what have you seen out of the Diamondbacks recently, and are you buying into this club? Yeah, you know, I, I talked to Tori Lovello after the game. You know, we texted back and forth, and he said that these, these boys just don't shut it down. Uh, this group responds to the teaching, and, uh, you know, they enjoy the grind. I mean, they, they do grind. I mean, they they got four guys that still aren't hitting, you know. And, but the starting pitching has been outstanding, as good as anybody in baseballs. The bullpen's been decent, but the starting pitching has just been so great. You know, Bumgar only went to one inning yesterday. Bumgar, Merrill Kelly, I mean, he, I mean, he looks like an early Cy Young candidate, Merrill Kelly. Zach Gallon has been fantastic. They got the sweep of Florida. I'm surprised. I think a lot of people thought that by now Lavella would be on the hot seat. And here they are. They're a 500 team, even though four or five of their main offensive players are not hitting at all. That's John Gambadoro, longtime sports radio talk show host on Arizona Sports 98.7 in Phoenix. Make sure, hey, if you're driving up in the Valley, tune in from 2 to 6 on 98.7. Gambo, I just want to say, before we let you go, that it was an absolute honor to have you on the show as a sports talk show host here in Tucson, Arizona, and a guy who's you know grown up in Arizona. I look up to you. I've always, I'm always going to look up to you, and it was, just, uh, it was just awesome to have you on the show, and I can't thank you enough for your time today. Yeah, at any time, Justin, you got it. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Gambo. Man's an Arizona sports legend. Let me tell you that. Gambo is just the absolute best. All right, coming up next on the Jeff Dean Show, today is Thursday. So what happened on today in sports history? We'll take a look at that coming up next here on ESPN Tucson. 
The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. We'll be right back. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Uh. 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 Good morning. The Wolves MC Tucson presents the 13th annual Howling for Hounds fundraiser. This Saturday from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. at Hydraulic Repair and Supply. There will be a live auction, 50-50 raffle, live music, food, and drinks. However, admission is $20. But if you're one of the first 100 patrons, you'll get a free T-shirt. This benefits the Humane Society, helping homeless pets in need. If you want more information, go to ESPNTucson.com. Let's help out our, our homeless furry friends out there. All right, so to end this hour... Today's Thursday, so I figured I'd do uh, a little throwback Thursday, taking a look at what happened on this day in sports history. And in 1904, starting off way back when in 1904, Cy Young, you all know about him. He's got an award named after him for the best pitcher in baseball for for the year. Well, Cy Young became the first ever pitcher in Major League Baseball to pitch a perfect game. Cy Young pitched a perfect game. And this is how professional baseball looked at the time. He was pitching for the Boston Americans. That was the the team name for Boston. And the Boston Americans beat the Philadelphia Athletics 3-0. So 1904, Cy Young pitches a perfect game. The Boston Americans beating the Philadelphia Athletics. Then you fast forward to 1969, and the Boston Celtics beat the L.A. Lakers in a seven-game series winning uh, another NBA championship and sending our guy Jerry West packing. And that was uh, one of many championships that Jerry West ended up losing in his time with the Lakers. But he did get one. He did get one with our guy, Will. Uh, Still sticking with 1969, great year for basketball because Milwaukee Bucks officially signed star center Lou Alcindor from UCLA. And uh, for the kids at home, Lou Alcindor is known now known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Lou Alcindor obviously was a stud at UCLA. Lou Alcindor, and this is an argument that you can make for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the greatest basketball player of all time. The man literally had a rule set in place so he wouldn't be as dominant. College basketball, when he was playing at UCLA, implemented a rule that said no dunking. You can't dunk. No dunking is allowed here because Kareem was just so damn big and so damn dominant. They're like, okay, okay, no damn dunking. Okay, well, let me perfect this skyhook, which carried over into the NBA. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is always going to be a basketball legend, one of, if not the greatest, center to ever play the game. Uh, So he became a Milwaukee Buck on this day in 1969. In 1978, Pete Rose becomes the 14th player to hit 3,000 career hits in Major League Baseball. I mean, I can go on and on about Pete Rose and how he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but Pete Rose became Mr. 3,000 on this day in 1978. And then in 1989, 
boxer Mike Tyson gets his second speeding ticket for drag racing. <laughs> so Mike Tyson gets uh, going a little too fast, doing some drag racing out there in, I think, I think it was in New York, and he gets a second speeding ticket. So that's it for this Throwback Thursday. We're going to enter hour number two. Coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we are going to talk all things NBA playoffs. The Phoenix Suns beat the Dallas Mavericks in game two. Chris Paul has 28 points, 14 in the fourth quarter. Devin Booker pouring in 30 points. We're talking all things NBA playoffs coming up in hour number two. Plus, Kevin Guy, head coach of the Arizona Rattlers, going to preview this weekend's matchup between the Rattlers and the Tucson Sugar Skulls at Tucson Arena. $15 tickets, Mother's Day special for the Sugar Skulls. Hour number two is going to be a good one. Make sure you join us right here on ESPN Tucson.